Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am so sorry to have to report that we do not have a new adventure episode for you today. We wish we did. We have something great recorded. It's going to be a fabulous, incredible, adventure-filled episode. The Shieldless are going to step into the next level of this whole mystery. So you have that to look forward to. But the recording went a little long. We had some technical difficulties with our sound. So instead of bringing you that content, which I need a little bit longer to work on, we're going to try to release that next Wednesday. What we would like to do is Nadine and I are currently on tour together. Hello, everyone. I'm also here. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to just... I'm Nadine Keen, and I play Sassley Mary okay. Nation Spring. Isn't that that time? It's always that time. It's always that time. Yes. Uh, it's always Sassley time. Always a good time for Sassley. Are you doing this interview or is Sassley doing this interview? Oh, it's actually up to you. Do you want me to do this, Sassley? You do, you, you do it how you feel. <laughs> um, oh, Sassley, would you like to come in? <laughs> all right, all right. What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, usually I ask uh, our players um, and their characters a lot of questions on our show, and you have a lot of information about them, but... I wanted to give uh, Nadine, since she's here with me, the chance to ask me about some questions pertaining to, I don't know what she's going to ask about the podcast, about uh, our game system, about our story, and I will uh, try not to spoil anything. Delete. Delete, delete, Question delete, seven, delete. eight, and nine. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll try to, to come to some sort of... Uh, Agreement. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try to arrive at some sort of point where we all feel like we've accomplished something today. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Nadine, uh, you have some, some questions for me, and uh, I'm, I'm going to do my best to answer. You go ahead. All right. First of all, I want you to know there's no pressure. You take your time, you just think about it, and then you just reveal your truth. That made everything worse. I feel so much more <laughs> pressure now. Okay. Um, what character that you play is your favorite like of all the ones that you give your voice to uh, okay my favorite character you know i guess this is probably no surprise there are a few characters that i really enjoy it is silvato <laughs> i do like silvato you know i think i think for me it's not so much any voice where i can feel the most in character it is the most fun for me to play. So it's not the voice themselves. Like for instance, sometimes my voice gets really tired playing Mildred for a whole episode. <laughs> but I uh, I do love to play Mildred because I, I always know where her head's at. I have a very clear vision of, of what she's up to all the time. So I, you know, that's somebody that I really enjoy playing. I think probably my, my top three are probably Mildred, actually <laughs> uh, Leela, Oh, then you can just show your soft side. Lila's, you know, it's a little my, soft and little sweet. All my characters are a little <laughs> part of me, even if they're nothing like me. But I think Mildred, Lila, and to be honest, it is really fun to play Knecht. So <laughs> those are my top three. Ooh. And talking about Lila, does she actually have a crush on Eric? Read and find out. Well, just give me some feelings. Uh, the feelings are. I, I will say that I, what you hear on the show is what you get. And folks, if you want a further update on 
Eric and Leela, for you, for you love hungry folks out there, you know, who are here for the drama, just keep listening, you know, stuff's going to come up. Wow, you're not gonna, you're not even gonna tell me anything. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, this is we're publishing. This is a podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna listen then. I'm gonna listen. And I'm gonna be very angry if I don't figure out. If you could decide to have a crossover with another universe, which one would it be and why? Oh man, that's um, that's a good question actually, uh, because I took. I took influences from a lot of different places. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. Obviously, we are Harry Potter adjacent, although we are not related in any way to Harry Potter. But uh, hold on, hold on. What? What? <laughs> Explain what? yourself. Explain yourself. <laughs> Our show was hoping to was was hoping to create uh, content that could be Harry Potter reminiscent, but live outside of that, where we were not bound by the writer of Harry Potter and uh, where we could, we could control the content and I do have to say make this. an alternative. I, I do have to say this. I would love for Ross Ehrenmann and Dumbledore to meet. Uh, that would be cool. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm you, but I'm hot in the centaur. But also, like, do you ever have the feeling that your students do something dangerous or, like, <laughs> yeah, like very difficult? Like the students and, are constantly up to They're constantly things. gone, yeah. and then the end of the world is near. Anyway, what you and do in your free time? Dumbledore just claps and disappears. <laughs> So that, you know, but also Dresden Files, uh, Brandon Sanderson, I had a lot of, Brandon Sanderson, I'm a huge Brandon Sanderson fan, it's probably my, my biggest geek fang, and uh, if you haven't picked up one of his books, please do, but I would, I would love to just, he's so good with magic systems, I would love to introduce those magic systems and, and have them interact with ours, and I think that would be very cool. Well, talking about your system and your story, um... We know that for like for us players, we very often just wander around and figure things out by ourselves. And sometimes we figure things out that's supposed to be revealed a little later. So did you ever sw like sweat or felt nervous about some path that we took and stuff that we figured out? Were you like ever nervous? Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm not ready for this. Or like, oh my gosh, all, all the time. The answer <laughs> is all the time. It happens all the time. The funny thing about uh, you three is that you you have stumbled into some stuff in the past and not even realized it, and you also talk yourselves out of things a lot, and you'll be like, yeah, this is the idea, and then you talk yourselves out of it, and you go a completely different direction, but I have sweated many a times with things that did not quite occur, and uh, of course with things that did occur. Give us like like your biggest moment where you're like, oh, no, 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 no. This is going to happen now. Uh, I don't know if I can reveal my biggest moments yet, to be fair, because you have much more to discover. But what were things that you <laughs> that you did that I wasn't ready for? I, I'm trying to I'm going back in my head here. Well, I think I think a great example is this whole fight recently with Yuval Arkanal, our most recent episodes. I think it's pretty clear I had the idea that Yuval was going to come in with a pretty powerful strike team. Of course, it was possible to defeat them or, or capture them, but your goal really was to just hold on to the things that they were trying to steal, and that was already a win. I feel like sometimes we don't know what our goal is, and then we just <laughs> go with the flow, and then we're like... Yeah, that's what we that's what we aim for. It usually doesn't happen because we roll really bad, and then other things happen. Some things are are things that you all are trying to accomplish or find out, and those are goals. And some things are things that are happening to you as consequences of things that you did. 
such as stealing Yuval Arkanal's wand, which you did. So she followed you because uh, she has this chameleon-like skin and overheard you all saying that you were going to go to Jasper's house and she tracked you. Uh, as you know now, she's the inverse of a field mage, and field mages are very good at tracking. So uh, that they have master skills that pertain to that. So she was able to to track y'all. So it really was this cause and effect. And in this case, it wasn't you all trying to make something happen, but but to to prevent something. So the fact that you were able to stop her, uh, and I mean, Anna Casper rolling those two natural 20s. There were so many times where I was like, next turn, that bird's going to fly away with Jasper's mommy. Uh, and it, it didn't happen. Obviously, uh, Sassley using her big magic uh, for the big final battle. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In, <laughs> this was the culmination of everything in, in our Shimmerheim arc. And it, it did not go how I planned. You, you moved the whole timeline up for the fight by a significant margin because the villains were like, oh no, she's gonna completely overrun us and <laughs> how, how can we stop her? So I had to bring in the big guns a little faster, but the big guns weren't ready. So that definitely, that threw me for a loop. All right. Yeah, that, that's how we actually felt it too, I think. We were like... <laughs> Oh, this happened? We did that? Yay! I mean, yay? <laughs> it's really like that. Yeah, talking about those characters like Yuval Arkanal and all those like amazing villains that you created, how do you come up with characters? Like, what does inspire you? Like, do you just like sit down and think about like what you need and then you build them in your head after a model or after like someone that you have in mind or like some characters that you have in mind from other series or... How do you, how do you create them? That's such a that's such a good question. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes I work out from in, and sometimes I work in from out. So sometimes I'm like, ah, I really want a character who's like this. Where would they fit into the story? Uh, and um, I think usually the way it happens is you build the the city, the town, the school, whatever. You know that you need to fill these roles, the roles of the teachers of the school, and you populate the school with with personalities that you feel belong there so in a way it's kind of hard to describe but yeah i i feel of course i take a lot of inspiration you you can hear james from team rocket uh pokemon uh with lucian's yoflum uh you can hear brock carter has many similarities to this bully from tales of arcadia on netflix that i i do take a lot of inspiration from other podcasts I listen to. Uh, Jasper's dad, for instance, this voice, I, it is similar to something from, from one of the father characters in NADPOD. I always thought that was so hysterical. Jaspy! Yeah. The characterization is not at all the same. You know, uh, Thomas is truly a unique man, but the voice characteristics, the vocal characteristics, some of them I got from NADPOD. So it, it, you have to draw from all sorts of things. I, I hope that that keeps it interesting. I love that character. I love how easy he goes with the flow. Yeah. Without even asking, you know, like yeah, true. his his son shows up after a while with strange people and they're all sleeping there and they're having secrets in the office and he just makes them drinks and he like makes mm -hmm. them food. And mm -hmm. then Anna shows up and like some people attack and he never, you know, he never asks questions. He's like, this is my family and I love them. Someone <laughs> wants a drink, you know, like, <laughs> like, it's really like that. Yeah, it's, you know, Nadine and I have have talked about this before, but uh, Jasper truly is the perfect combination of his parents. 
the bookishness and uh, honestly, like the intelligence, the determination that we see him have of uh, from his mother's side, and then the <laughs> just the zaniness of his father and the the family focus. You know, that's from his father's side, and his dad really is like, I'm happy as long as everyone is here. Because <laughs> we all know that Jasper is, is a, a family, family man. man. <laughs> Shout out! Shout out! <laughs> Um, what what inspires you for your stories? Is your whole story set, or is there still something that can be changed or moved by our decisions? Like, is it kind of set? I mean, of course, you have a story and you have the villain and all your ideas, but is it still like flexible, or is it like set in stone? Oh, it is. It is very flexible. I mean, at this point, you all know, so I'm not spoiling anything. That the quote unquote villains or the you know the other groups that are working in opposition to you, are working on their own timeline. So they definitely have their timeline of when they need to get things done, and they have certain things that they want to get done in that time. And you all are kind of working in the inverse way, <laughs> sort of. I feel like we constantly have an idea, and then we go places, and then it's really like the dogs from up. We see something that distracts us and we're like, oh, look over there. And then we go there and then everything else is forgotten. And then this is our new path now. But I do think since Shimmerheim, since the run-in with Yuval, since going to Jasper's parents, you all have gotten a lot more focused on like, okay, enough with the bull. What is going on? And I, I love the, the focus and intensity to get back to my Drachenberg Yeah, well, now. I mean, from then on, we constantly, that people constantly try to, to kill us. I mean, you just have to focus a little more than... <laughs> just want some <laughs> Just give them some information. They go away. But yeah, where the, the story is definitely constantly in flux because what you all do very much impacts. Uh, you, you constantly find yourselves in the way of the Einheitser on purpose or not. And, uh, and also Menark and, and our, our, the other players in our story. Uh, so things are definitely changing. But yeah, the overarching story is there. And uh, I think for what you all need to decide is there are two kinds of battles, you know, in, in a game like this. There's can we defeat the bad thing? And then there's the oh no, something bad's going to happen no matter what how can we make the best out of the situation? And I think you all need to figure out which kind of story this is. Well, and then there's always like, where is Flip? And what happened to him? <laughs> you know, the like, you <laughs> here's the thing. I do think, for example, that you really want us to go to the Shadow Realm. I really feel like this is what you want. And we are like constantly dancing around it. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like you are like, um, when we met Knecht or, or Sassley met, Knecht for the first time. I was sure this is the time where Cersei has to go into the Shadow Realms and the others have to follow her. That didn't happen. And then we had the chance again. What are we going to do? Where are we going? Where are we going? But we constantly avoid it. And <laughs> it I feel like you want it so, so bad. It's so funny that you bring that up because speaking of things that I wasn't prepared for, I mean, getting into the Einheitsstern's hideout and getting out again. Of course, I was prepared that you might have to battle, that you might get caught, uh, all this. But the way that Sassley got caught and how she handled it completely surprised me. I did not think that you would be talking to Knecht Ruprecht at that time. So the, I, the, the thing where, <laughs> where you got this ultimatum to enter the Shadow Realm or not was a complete uh, surprise to me as I roleplayed it, but it's, it's what would have happened. 
I was like sweating yeah. when that happened because um, afterwards we did like a two or three weeks break no, and I was like standing in front there. of Connected and I had this decision <laughs> to make and I couldn't sleep. It really, yeah. like, I cannot believe how they, how much this um, this podcast and the, the characters, these like goofy, silly little characters, how much they impact have an impact in your life because you constantly think, what's the next move? What can we do? What is this about? And when she was like standing in front of Knecht all by herself and then she had to make this decision, it was so hard for me to not be able to play through and have like two or three weeks uh, break. That was crazy. Yeah, that is the problem with, with, being, a, with being a podcast, with being so episodic. We can't just play through we need to also stay on our timeline and keep it somewhat fresh you know so that we're i like to keep pace with our listeners and you know we're discovering the story as as you are but of course it's hard because sometimes you're like ah we could just play a little longer if you could be a character like if you could create a random character for yourself what race what class would you be and what shield would you be in oh that's such a good question I, I was hoping that somebody would want to play a centaur <laughs> because I think it would be, I mean, there's so much, first of all, there's so much comedy there and, and fun to be had. And I think also the kind of realistic real world reflection of like, were things made centaur accessible, you know, were, were things well thought out, you know, um, because these are real people in this world and, and they need to be thought of. And of course there is some, some truth in that. So. There's there's that like reality, where, but there's also like, that comedy because horse people do not like exist. where and how where and how do they use the bathroom? Didn't we talk about yeah, that before? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I like I went on the whole thing about like uh, towns that are more likely to have centaur accessible rooms and like you know more more comfortable sleeping quarters, which I I have written in my all my world building stuff. So uh, it's <laughs> yeah I I was interested in in playing that and as for which discipline I would want to be. I think a creature master, I that would just be so fun. Then you're a centaur and you have a pet eventually. Like, what? That would be really fun. So there you go. That's that's probably me. Oh, and you asked what shield? Horse shield, because you're a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's there is something about like bear shields. There, I mean, they are in a way kind of the Hufflepuffs. They're like the we're loyal and we're we're just here to be chill and we we just want to we we would like to cultivate an experience where everyone can get along. Um, but horse shield would also be a draw for me because they're the they're the inventors. They're the ones who are like, who are always trying to think how can I practically use magic. But uh, one thing I like about Harry Potter and one thing that I, I think is also true in, in our world is that uh, you don't need to be limited by what shield you're in. You can be intellectual and still be in bear shield like uh, Newton uh, Star Song is. You can be uh, a lazy peacemaker and still be in wolf shield like Lucian Dioflum and, you know, it takes, it takes all kinds. I still love the fact that we don't have any connection to Horse Shield. I think we, did, I think we didn't even go there. And every time, the only like Horse Shield that you, uh, the whole, the only Horse Shielder that y'all have really had to deal with is Matthias Hinterhauser, and uh, you know who runs the item shop at the top of the castle. And every time that I'm like, 
you know, you have some time. You could go trade in your items and materials. Which with I also was like, he really wants us to like trade some items and stuff. I just, <laughs> you know, sometimes y'all earn stuff, and I'm like, you, so my players all have a rule book with the whole potions list. But man, we play by heart. <laughs> there are items hard. that I create specially for them that I give to them, but there's like a list of things that they can make with all of their materials, and I'm always like, maybe look at the list and see if there's anything you want to trade. <laughs> They're like, no, Zauberschlag. Zauberschlag, Zauberschlag, Zauberschlag. They're like, we're going to go to the dining room. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the comfort zone. And you always have zone. to eat. And you that's don't forget true. that we're usually like not sleeping, like fighting for 20 hours. And then we're like hungry. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? How long will it take us? Since it like took us, what, like two years to get to week three? Yeah. Figure like the first steps out. What do you think? How long? Will it take us, like, how long does it take to figure out? I don't want to say the whole mystery because clearly there's more going on than we probably mm -hmm, no, mm -hmm. know or, like, think of. So far, it looks like y'all have done what I consider to be about, I, this is purely a guess, purely a guess. This is not any sort of official word, but I think that uh, you've, you've done about a quarter of the mystery every 20 episodes. So I wonder if, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true at all. My thoughts have either been that we'll, we're going to make it to 80 episodes or it could, because you guys have been really good about hitting a benchmark every 20 episodes, which is pretty incredible um, because a lot of stuff goes longer than I think it's going to. And of course, some stuff goes faster. So I never know how to, uh, how to count on that. But I think it's going to be 80 or, or 100 episodes. So if you think that way, you're, pretty deep in and you're heading back to Neudrachenberg at what I believe will be a very critical juncture. So don't miss that, folks. So, Michael, this is a question from me, from Zasli. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me mentally prepare myself. So, how can I make my plus one a plus two? Uh, there is an actual answer to this question and you're not going to like it. Go on. <laughs> The only way um, to get more bonuses to your stats and get new spells is uh -huh. to go to class in school. That is unfair. We're like fighting evil people and I feel like I cannot even punch them with my plus one. I need at least a plus you two. You got a master skill. You can make any illusion that you want. That to help me punch them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have you tried your master skill yet? Mm -hmm. In my room when no one was there. <laughs> Folks, there you have it. Uh, well, uh, thank you so much, Nadine. Thank you so much, and Michael. For, for your help in leading this interview. Uh, I hope that this was interesting or illuminating for you, our listeners. I apologize again for our lack of an episode this week that is adventure pertaining, but I promise to do my best to get that out as soon as possible. Possible. I am aiming for next Wednesday, so keep your ears out for that episode to drop. And your wand at the ready. <laughs> Isn't that what you always say? I'm not there yet. <laughs> I wanted to give a quick shout out. Uh, shout if our, out. If Sorry. <laughs> Nadine and I are sharing one mic here in our hotel room. And I love it. Yeah, if our sound quality sounds better than usual, it's because we borrowed this <laughs> microphone uh, from friend of the show, Jan Amon. Shout out to Jan. Woo, shout out. He's a star of stage and screen. You can catch him on... Unter uns. That's right. You can catch him on Unter uns. Unter uns on RTL. 
Uh, that's where to catch our friend. He was very nice to lend us his microphone, so we really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're a nice guy. And he's on tour with us right now, and this is the greatest show. Come by and see our show if you want. <laughs> But uh, in any case, the biggest favor that you can do for us is to come back next week and find out what's up with the shield list. Just keep coming back and and exploring the story with us. We love that you do, and uh, we appreciate you all so much. And until then, remember to keep your head, head brain, brain sharp and your wand at the ready. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Magic out of control Start running It's coming